Welcome to Sixers and Six, America's favorite six-minute Sixers podcast. I'm your host, Miggy DeLeon, and joining as always is one Chris Hipple. Say hi. Miggy, we are back. Back. And let me be the Oprah to your Meghan Markle. Oh, baby. Tell me about your life in the last year <laughs> leading up to this point where we are three-sixths of the way through the season. Yes, it is a special day, three-sixths through the way. But, you know, Chris, I think I mentioned this to you, but we didn't talk about it pre-pod. This is actually a very special episode also because it is our 76th episode, Chris. Whoa! Can you imagine that? 76 episodes of Six and Six, uh, you know, a day to remember. Chris, we are three-sixths of the way through the season, and a lot has gone on, and I thought we should take this time to kind of just reflect you know experience without reflection is only half the experience as they say right so chris what were some of your favorite moments give me one favorite moment of i like the that so i like far. that line did you make that up i did yeah i did um favorite moment wow okay let me go way back because i really was reflecting before this i was thinking about do you remember after the celtics sweep and we were asking the question on pod was this rock bottom uh-huh it turns out it absolutely was, uh, which is a great thing. And I, I think my first favorite moment of the season to this point was preseason. It was draft night where Daryl oh, Morey in oh. about an hour fixed this entire franchise, <laughs> trading Al Horford for Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson, trading Josh Richardson for Seth Curry, drafting Paul Reed, Isaiah Joe. And Tyrese Maxey. Household names, by the way. Transformative. And, you know, I didn't even think of that, um, you know, when we were talking about, you know, favorite moments. Like, that was an insanely fresh breath of air. You know, just having Al Horford, it was like having like this weight around our neck every day. He like, fixed Ugh. our dysfunctional franchise <laughs> like, <laughs> that was at rock bottom in, honestly, an hour. Yeah. I mean, it makes you kind of feel bad for... You know, Elton Brand, just like, hey, you know, all the shit you did, and we're like, you know, big balls and a small ball. Fuck that. Chris, you know, my favorite moment, though, was a little bit more specific toward the season, and I cannot tell you how happy I was when Tyrese Maxey exploded for 39 yes. points against the Denver Nuggets in a loss when we had, like, nine players. You know, I was looking yeah. this up. He went 18 for 33. You know, and I remember very specifically during the preseason, he was like chucking them up. Just like, you know, I don't give a fuck. I am the first round pick and I'm just going to like do shit. And I thought, well, is he really going to keep doing this? And then two weeks later, fucking 33 shots up, six assists, two steals, only shot three three pointers. He was just a man possessed. And I think this really bodes well for his future, even though for the past two months, he's kind of, you know, been quiet, you know. Yeah, great trade stock. Look up that game from December, everyone. Yeah, just uh, YouTube it. He had maybe 50,000 floaters from like weird angles jumping off the wrong foot. Is there anything that you want to say about Tobias Harris, too? Was there something yes, that, how did you right? know that? Because I, I, that was going to be my favorite moment, but I'm pretty sure that that was going to be one of yours. <laughs> so what do you have to say? Because, you know, I have something to say, too. Uh, let's, let's talk about... Tobias Harris's game winner against the Los Angeles Lakers mm. Mm. was just so beautiful. And Toby in general, you know, we've spent so much time on this podcast rightly singing the praises of the first half of the season MVP, Joel Embiid. But this team's success 
cannot be had without Tobias Harris stepping up, earning his contract, earning his pennies. Quick statistic or mentality for you. Mm. Statistic or mentality. Tobias Harris leads the NBA in plus or minus during the clutch, which is the last five minutes of a game when the score is, uh, you know, five points or less. Tobias is a plus 67 NBA best. Mr. Clutch. Did you know that about him? I did not know that. And that is certainly not a statistic. That is a motherfucking mentality. Listen, for me, it was just the real aggressive U-turn on Tobias Harris because, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people know this, uh, that this is like deep Sixers and Six, but I write a haiku after every podcast on SixersandSix.com at SixersandSix.com slash haikus. 76 of them? There are 76 of them, yeah. And this is what I wrote about Tobias Harris, and you can probably guess when this was. Toby, where were you? There was a basketball game. I hate you so much. This is game three of the playoffs against the Celtics. He went six for 19, 0 for 5 from three, a cool minus 14. And now Tobias Harris is, you know, our guy. He's part of the big three. He used to be the guy like, all right, how can we get him off this team? He's like, you know, what is his trade value? It's going to be just really hard to get off him now. He's essential to our squad. Chris, what's also insane, because we're at the Shake Milton Minute. Mm-hmm. What's insane is that we have not talked about Joel Embiid. I mean, sure. obviously, it just goes without saying. We talk about him so much, and he's just so wonderful. He's such a beautiful man, and he's so motherfucking good at basketball. He is the favorite for MVP. And we haven't even talked about Ben Simmons being Defensive Player of the Year leader, too. It's like... These things have just become so we're just so almost spoiled at this point. And uh, it's fantasy. Want, it's, it feels like fantasy for sure. I want you to just say something nice either about Ben or Embiid for the shake minute. I mean, with Joel Embiid, like let's never for even a second take for granted that Mm-mm. this guy who was drafted uh, as the best player in his draft, but with huge, major, major red flags in the form of injuries. He missed the first two seasons in the league. Even when he was good after that, it was always this question about health. Is he good enough? Does he want enough? Is he going to get in shape? Everything we've ever asked him to do, he's done that and more. He's turned into this Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal hybrid Dirk Nowitzki kind of scorer from everywhere on the court. Um, And he's almost always the best player on the court, which is just that makes us in itself championship caliber. Um, yeah, and he's also seven two. He's motherfucking seven mm-hmm. two. And uh, just to put this out there for you know Ben Simmons, obviously turned it up this season defensively. And uh, you know what's come to light is that maybe um, him being an assist man off the court has been assisting him on the court. You know, just like letting off some steam. Whatever he and six or seven <laughs> six other consenting guys. adults want to do, yeah, they can. They can because you know they're adults. There's no rules. It's 2021, guys. Get over it.